Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Sound and Vision is sponsored by Soho Art Materials. In 1999, they opened their first shop on Grand Street with a handful of sketchbooks, brushes, paint, and their Trimar stretcher bars. From that point, they've been an integral part of the artistic fabric of New York City. Soho takes pride in what they do as the last independent art supply shop in New York City, and they continue to keep their product assortments and standards high. In 2015, they designed and engineered an aluminum stretcher bar system with the same tongue and groove assembly as a standard wood stretcher. These patented aluminum bars can't warp or twist and are 100% keyable in the corners and cross braces. I've been using them for a while now and these things always lay flat against the wall. They're super sturdy. And you can find out more about them at SohoArtMaterials.com. Division is supported by the New York Studio School. The school welcomes artists from around the world to join them in part-time study beginning this September. Two-week intensive marathons present a wide range of art-making strategies, rigorous studio engagement, and comprehensive critiques, the profound impact of which continues far beyond each marathon session. An 11-week evening and weekend classes are the ideal way for artists of all levels to experience the school's learning through making pedagogy, to receive guidance from inspiring instructors and to join the expansive New York Studio School community in New York City or virtually from your own home studio. Visit nyss.org to learn more and enroll today. Sound and Vision is supported by Golden Artist Colors. Golden is an employee-owned company that makes the best artist materials for making that you can get. Over the last 25 years or so, I've been using Golden acrylics, mediums, and materials, and I stand by the quality in their products. They make acrylics that stay wet longer, they dry flat, mediums to make you paint super thick and beautifully fluid. They also make Williamsburg oil paints and core watercolors as well. You can find Golden in your local art store or online at goldenpaints.com. Sound and Vision is supported by the fine coffee makers at Fulcrum Coffee Roasters. Fulcrum has amazing coffee beans that you can order straight to your door. On their website, you can choose from different roasts from different origins, and you can even get a coffee subscription where you can get different beans delivered to your door each week or month. I'm on this subscription plan and it's amazing. As a coffee fanatic, getting new roasts all the time delivered fresh to the door is amazing. If you get to Seattle, you can even see a 10 foot by 40 foot mural of mine in their 6th and Bell Street shop. Check out Fulcrum Coffee Roasters at fulcrumcoffee.com. Shuling Guo is an artist born in Guangdong Province, China, who graduated from the oil painting department of Central Academy of Fine Arts in Beijing with a BFA in 2010. She immigrated to the United States in 2019 and now lives in Philadelphia and aboard the sailing vessel Selkie. In 2012, she had her first solo exhibition, Secret Fragrance in Beyond Art Space in Beijing. 
Since then, her work has been widely exhibited in Beijing, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, and other places. Her work has been included in the permanent collections of the Central Academy of Fine Arts, the Art Museum in Beijing, and Art Museum of Guangzhou Academy of Fine Arts. In 2020, she held a solo exhibition in New York at Faux Gallery, 5 to 6 p.m., followed by a second solo exhibition at Faux Gallery in 2002 called Soto Voce. In autumn 2022, her work was featured in Platform in partnership with David's Warner Gallery. Shuling and I speak about living and working on a boat, early academic art education in China, landscape impressions, simplifying color, and much more. Here's our conversation. It's a catamaran. Wow. <laughs> so how long have you lived on a boat? How long? Uh, since I moved to America, 2019. Oh my God, that's a lot of that's that's a lot of years on a boat. <laughs> but um, actually, we we have a we have a, a land base um, in Philly. Okay. So, so you spend some. Uh, we, you're, you're not always on the boat. The last uh, four years, no, because I I couldn't at the beginning. I couldn't really uh, enjoy the boat life at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. But then now I kind of adapt myself to this life, and then I see the benefit of it. So I kind of like it. So now we can we plan to do full time. But the last uh, four years we didn't do uh, full time. Maybe. Half of the year we live on the boat. Yeah. Wow, yes. that's amazing. So I'm <laughs> guessing, and maybe I'm wrong, that the boat thing was your partner's history? Okay. Yes, <laughs> long so history. You've, you've, you've adapted to that sort of environment. Yeah. You yeah, weren't yeah. A naturally a boat-faring person. <laughs> no, because growing up, I've never been on the sailboat in China. Yeah. China doesn't have a like a sailing culture, unlike Europe. It's right. uh, typically France. Yeah, it's a lot of sailor and uh, sailing is a big thing yeah. in Europe. Oh yeah, well the Mediterranean is a yes. beautiful place to sail. Yes, yes, and also like the colonial uh, period. Yeah, sa- because sailing, right. because they love sailing, so they explore the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's wow, the so big culture in, yeah. in Europe. Yeah, not so much in China. <laughs> no. Or America. And I guess maybe down south a little more, but I feel like it's not a huge thing. Yeah. No. It, it's, um, uh, if they, there's some sailor, it will about like Olympic. Like they, they practice sailing for yeah. Olympic game. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, let's go back to your, your early days. So you grew up. Okay. Wait, did you grow so, up in southern China? Yes, I grew up in a small town, South China. Uh, the province called Canton Province. I believe okay. you know Cantonese. Right. Uh, so, right? So I, but my area, we don't speak uh, Cantonese. We speak Chaoshang dialect. Oh, really? Wait, yeah, what's it's that another, dialect? <laughs> it's, uh, so in Canton, there's three dialects, Chaoshang dialect and Kejia dialect and then Cantonese. Okay. But so wait, but, I don't but your dialect isn't Mandarin. No. So it's, it's a way it, far away from so Mandarin. It, but is it close to Cantonese? No, not not really. It's its own thing. Yeah, it's its own thing. Wow, that's interesting. So when you're in the U.S., are there many people that you can speak to who speak? No, 
No. No, no. Actually, no. Uh, but lots of people speak Cantonese, especially in New York. If mm. I go to Chinatown, yeah, Manhattan, yeah. I speak a little bit uh, Cantonese when I do the grocery shopping there. Yeah. Oh, so you know <laughs> a little Cantonese. Little bit. I tell you later because I I I spent uh, four years in Guangzhou, which is the capital right. Canton, yeah, yeah. and yeah. my I spent my high school time there, so I I learned a little bit. Yeah, apparently it's like Cantonese and like Fujianese is big in Chinatown. There's a yeah, lot of people yeah, yeah. from Fujian province, right? Who yeah come to the U.S. Yeah, Fujian. Uh, also in Philly, the, in the China in Chinatown, the fi- Philly Chinatown. Yeah. most of the uh, Chinese are Fujianese. Yeah, and that's its own <gasps> dialect too. Like that's a yeah. Actually, my dialect is uh, more close to them because oh, okay. geographically, our hometown is more. It's at the edge of Canton and Fujian. Right, right. Mm. So we like more close to them. Right. Than so, Cantonese. so growing up, you you weren't sailing. So what were you doing as a young kid? Did you were you creative early on? Did you love to draw or like? Oh, how, oh yeah. How were you yeah, creative? I love. Since I have memory, I always join. And uh, my my dad, he was a carpenter. Oh, when really? We, yeah. So he's really, really good at like, um, carving and yeah. uh, make furniture. Yeah. But because we have uh, our family, we I have two siblings. So, mm-hmm. so we keep growing up. And, and the carpenter didn't make much money. So he started to do like, some other business, yeah, and then gradually give up <laughs> carpenter. Oh job. yeah, but yeah. he's naturally like to work naturally and uh, make uh, things. Uh, yeah. a very handy man. So yeah, so, so you were your were your um, were your siblings creative as well, or did they were they not? No, no? they like my dad. He he is uh, very good. Like uh, he's very handy, but he doesn't know art at all. Uh, my sibling, they don't neither, but my par- uh, grandparents, like uh-huh. my grandpa, he's a very creative person. He he uh, play music every day. Yeah. Uh, but it's like uh, not the uh, Western uh, instrument. It's a uh, like a local folk music. Oh, nice. The instrument would be like dulcimer. Oh yeah, is it like? Uh, who? Do you yeah, know like the, some, oh, that yeah. thing that, ding, ding, that you pluck. Ding, ding, yeah, ding, ding. yeah, those yeah. are amazing. Yeah, and then uh, a who? A who is. Uh, it's like a violin, uh, yeah. like a string bow. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, lute. Yeah. Thing like that. You use your hand. Oh, that's cool. So, so there was yeah. music in the family. Yeah, yeah. Always, always. <laughs> uh, yeah. In the morning, he played at home, and then afternoon, he would, uh, he, he went to uh, like a senior activity center uh-huh. in the neighborhood yeah. and play with other old fellow. So oh, it's cool. like a old people band every nice. day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that makes you happy, I feel like. I feel yeah, like people play music, you know, the, it's, it's good for you. Right. And the most fascinating thing was we had the, this uh, match box when we were a kid mm-hmm. that they used to light their cigarette and then, then, and on the front is the label, but the back is brain, uh, it's empty. So he he often use um, uh, ballpoint pen. Oh yeah. And very quickly draw, draw uh, like uh, curry hair. 
portrait mm -hmm. like uh -huh. women yeah, or yeah. or landscape drawing very right. quick like five minutes and and seeing a uh, uh, empty <laughs> uh, uh mattress box become a uh, uh, there's illustration coming out it, it just make me feel oh this is magic like you were like oh wow you can just make a world from anything yes really. yes 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 yeah that's really cool so but it then, came from that you know yeah yeah, yeah. it trickled yes. down through that that's nice yes and then my grandma she's very encouraging and we had a we had a wall in our house mm -hmm. it's uh it was built uh with uh, wood panel the whole wall so it's kind of like a smooth plywood mm -hmm. so i i i i i always draw, draw yeah on, on the, the wall. wall oh yeah i had and that too when i was a kid i drew on the wall I, yeah, sometimes yeah. i get in trouble but mm. my parents would tell me later that they were proud of me that i was drawing yeah, but they yeah, yeah, yeah. but they also didn't want me drawing all of all over all the walls of the house but it's fun <laughs> as a kid you know it's like yeah, there's a wall but, draw on it yeah yeah I we use chalk, so I guess it's fine. Oh, chalk. it comes off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I draw like pretty much whatever I see, uh, I saw that day, and one day I draw lots of butterfly because mm -hmm. I, uh, growing up in a southern China small town, uh, it was like twenty twenty five years ago. It was very like beautiful nature, lots of nature. Uh, it's our our village was uh, surrounded by all these rice paddies, yeah. you know, rice paddies, very course, yeah. pretty, green in the spring and yellow in the uh, fall. Yeah. So it's very pretty and then lots of uh, river, lots of uh, lakes and lagoon. And, and then back then, parents just let us run freely. Yeah. So, so you were we, like in nature yeah, a lot, basically. Yeah, in nature and play with uh, other kids. Um, like uh, catch butterfly, grasshopper, yeah, yeah. <laughs> burn them. It's quite evil. Um, so, so you've uh, always been interested in sort of nature, like being in nature, and, and looking at. It. I mean, those colors of the rice paddies are. That's like a different kind of green. They're so yes. saturated. It's beautiful. Saturated. Yeah. 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 And really so nice. soft. And there's a lot of thing in the paddies, like forks. Yeah. Butterfly and dragon fried. Yeah. Lots of stuff. So in school, were you, did mm -hmm. you have art class or were you, so basically it sounds like you had the, the basics of like, you know, drawing and creativity and being in nature. But when did you start to, you know, do it a little more often or more serious? Because you did go to art school, right? In college? Yeah, um, yeah. So when I was around, so I, uh, since I was a kid, I always join, join, join. And my grandma, uh, she always tell all her friend and told uh, all her friend relatives that I'm so good at drawing. Mm -hmm. And one of my relatives, she she is the one, the only one in our family who knows uh, culture things, because she work in the art, like a culture department uh, in the government. So she recommend me to this uh, summer camp, art summer camp uh -huh. when I was around 11. But I, but I, I, I went there. I didn't like it because they put fifty kids in one class, no. <laughs> and and draw the illustration. And I didn't really get to talk to my teacher at that time. So, 
I stopped uh, going there after a couple of times. But then the next summer, uh, I went to another summer camp in Shangtou University. So it's a, it's, a, it's a class run by the professor. So less student, maybe about 15, and it in, uh, in uh, a different age. Nice. So I, I, that was my, uh, that I started to enjoy. Yeah. So you, were you exposed to more stuff in that camp, like, like yes. art on a deeper level, basically? Yes, but mostly we did uh, in Chinese art education system. Uh, it's the the training would be uh, still life drawing and painting. So right. we do drawing and painting mostly, and sometimes when the weather is really nice, then the teacher will uh, would bring us uh, would brought us out to the lake. Mm-hmm. And we do uh, landscape painting. Oh yeah, but uh, like a traditional sort of like traditional mm. education in a way. Still lives yeah. landscape painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not like a Chinese Chinese tradition. Oh but, no, but, uh, but yeah, but just our education, education. Right, right. Because yeah. if Chinese education uh, tradition would be ink landscape painting. Yes, yeah, it yeah. used like a brush and ink. So right. I think my 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 training start from uh, kind of west. Yeah. Uh, west style because yeah, style. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, diff influenced by uh, the Soviet Union style. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because yeah. we are kind of, uh, we learn everything from them. Right. Uh, culture-wise. Yeah. So, um, did you take to it? Did you enjoy like that kind of like still life painting and and landscape I, painting? I think I enjoy drawing and painting. Whatever, whatever. They just let me uh, make something on the can on the wood uh, paper or canvas. It yeah. will make me happy. No matter uh, still life or illustration. Uh, every summer, every winter, I I went to the camp to train myself. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the, you know, uh, China middle school, it's about when when kids are fifteen. It's the end of middle school. My t- my my teacher, he thought I have had some promise in art. Yeah. So he encouraged me to go to this uh high art school. Uh, uh, high school in Guangzhou and then he signed up the application for me and a couple of months later I went to went to do the exam and I got the offer normally kids will go to normal high school for three right. years and then do the Gaokao have you heard about Gaokao? no is that like so Gaokao is like a like a uh, how, what, what is the exam uh, Before, SAT? yeah, SAT, yeah. 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 So we we do the Gaokao, which is SAT. So before university, right. so normally ninety eight percent kids will go to this kind of school, and I, I wanted to go to some, I wanted to go to art school, and also it's a boarding school, yeah, and also it's in the capital Guangdong, mm-hmm. so I was really want to go to, when I got the offer, yeah. But it's a very big decision for my family. Yeah, right. It's a big shift, right? Yeah, because it's six hours driving from oh, home. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty far. Um, so uh, then they, 
they after a little bit research, they decide to okay, you, you go, you can go. Right. So, did you? Were you excited? Were you nervous?、Um, I'm, I'm very very excited. Yeah. But the, as long as soon as I got into the school, I start to feel, oh, holy moly. What like this is the place I, for me, sort of thing, or or is it overwhelming? It's so far from home, and I can't see. Cause、uh, you grow up in in the hometown. I see my family every day, every day. Right.、Uh, and now I can only see my family twice a year. Yeah. Like summer wow, holiday, winter holiday. So it's like, as soon as I put my thing into the uh, uh, accommodation, and I start to feel like oh. Yeah, <laughs> and I started crying too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big change, right? That's、yes. so long to spend away from your family, you know. Yes, yes, that's, yes. That's certainly, yeah. So, and also, I was,、uh, you know, China is、uh, back then twenty years ago was very, I don't,、uh, score oriented. Right. And they have a very Strict ranking system, so I was rank seventy、uh, seven out of ninety eight kids. Oh my gosh! Wait, and, and then, you mean when you went and, in, like when you were accepted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah,、uh, they tell that was you the, the number. This this number is my study number. It, it, it,、oh、I carried this number for four years. That's crazy. Seventy <laughs> seven. They just call <laughs> you seventy seven. I never forget about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventy seven. Number seventy seven. Like、wow. a jar, like a prisoner. <laughs> yeah. Right. But our school actually, so I actually had the mixed feeling,、uh, so happy and unhappy when I was in high school. Yeah.、Uh, the environment is、uh, was very good because、uh, we are the school called High School attached to Guangzhou Academy of Fine Art.、Mm-hmm. So actually, it's part of the、uh, college. Right. So we share all the facility, and including、nice. the library. Yeah. The, yeah, the canteen, everything. So. Kind of like a mix in uh the this big uh student uh older student college yeah. student yeah so it's kind of cool and also the campus、uh, is beautiful right that's nice that must historical it must have been overwhelming though I would imagine yeah 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 overwhelming and also uh my hometown is considered countryside yeah now you suddenly uh drop me at the uh uh capital of Guangdong so.、Right. <laughs> Very, it's very near Hong Kong, so、yeah. that area is considered richest area of China.、Mm-hmm. So I'm suddenly like a country bunking. Right.、Totally. Well, were there other students like you though who came from you know the countryside, or was it mostly city kids? <laughs> most mostly most city kids are city kids, <laughs> and and then、uh, maybe like twenty、uh, percent outside Canton. Yeah. Or or thirty percent, and these are all considered countryside too. Right. Wow. <laughs> only only Guangzhou kids or Shenzhen kids will consider、uh, trendy city kids. Right. And we're、right. all country bunking. <laughs> well, now was the education there kind of、um, was it more traditional, like traditional still life, like Western style traditional, or was there also like were you learning like Chinese, like ink painting and stuff, or was it pretty, you know? Like what was the school like? And there, there is a sort of、um, I don't know. It's it's kind of a, this idea or this thought that、um, a lot of the schools in China teach a more traditional style 
mm. like, uh, or not traditional academic it's very academic so mm. maybe not quite so loose or you know abstraction or conceptual it's more of kind of like an academic like figure drawing and you know traditional techniques of like glazing and stuff like that is that what the school was like or did you not even get that um you know heavy in your classes in high school it's very traditional yeah it's still like going through the still life and the realism painting, high influence in from the Soviet Union or the French Academy yeah. art, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. So the more you can, uh, the more realism you can make, the more high score. The better, right. The right. better, the better, yeah. the higher score you can get. The more real looks, the better it is. Yes, yes, that kind of thing. But we do have uh, some other... Um, a little bit uh, traditional painting education like I, th- I remember like every Thursday night we have a calligraphy uh-huh. so we, we practice that yeah and then every Wednesday night we have art history class nice. yeah yeah so unlike other normal high school uh, we practice uh, drawing and painting half day and the, the and then the another half day would be a uh, cur- curriculum right like uh mathematics literature yeah like that history right like your standard topics yes. non yes. non art yeah. related subjects yes yeah because we at the end of the high school we still have to take the SAT yes the right. gaokao yeah yeah in case yeah. you want to go to a school well do did art schools like universities did they take SAT scores as uh, part of the exam, yes. So okay. if you go, if you want to go to art school, uh, you have to pass the individual exam, right. which is art, and then you have to uh, get a certain standard of of uh, the SAT. Like yeah. you need to pass a certain uh, score. Now, being an artist living in the U.S. now, working here. Hmm. Um, and seeing you probably have talked to some people or understand like you know there's that that's it sounds a little different than sort of western art schools right so yeah do you feel like that was a really good experience to go through that really rigorous kind of more academic way of learning or do you feel like it was just not you weren't sort of you know super into it i was very into it because uh uh, I always like drawing or painting, and yeah. I I did pretty good. Even when I went in, I was ranked seventy seven. But mm-hmm. at the end of the uh, high school, I was pretty good, and I I got uh, I I learned a lot of uh, other style from the library. Mm-hmm. Social wise, I was pretty awkward uh, with other kids. So I'm not very social. I was a little bit shy, and so I just spent lots of time in the library, and learning, uh, other, like um, Netherlandish. Uh, painting. Oh yeah. And golden age, like a Vermeer. Yeah. Rembrandt, I love them, and Renaissance, I like uh, Botticelli. Mm-hmm. I always like a. Mm, my, beautiful and uh, perfect painting right right so so uh i i, I really enjoy uh, the time uh i spent in the library 
And then I really, uh, at the end of the high school, I decided to, because that time, if you want to be an artist, I want, you need to go to Beijing. Yeah. That's like Cause the, that it's a the more, art capital, right? Yeah, art capital and culture center and the best school is in Beijing Yeah, uh, for art. So I took the exam for uh, Central Academy of Fine Arts. I and imagine it's very competitive. <laughs> I was curious after, because uh, one time my husband, when I immigrated here, he asked me, so what is like uh, the exam like? Uh, and I, I just started start Googling, says uh, one out of 100. So one, you, 100 students take the exam, one student get in. One gets, well, 1%, <laughs> basically. Yeah, but funny enough, like, um, I, I got in there and I rank 31. Oh, it's better the than 77. Yes, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a jump. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, that's that's an upgrade. That's <laughs> Yeah. So that Yeah, that's another uh, So I got into the kafa. And the first three years still doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh still life. Right. Realism. <laughs> but then the first year, uh, the, the last year we need to uh Actually, the second year we uh, picked up our studio, which is you can pick realism, then you you can pick uh, abstract, you can pick uh, expressionism. Wow. Sort of. So I picked the expressionism, mm-hmm. and all our teachers they went to uh, they went to German to learn the is- uh, German expressionism. Right, the real expressionism. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Germans. Yes. So so we, but then uh, after like uh, ten years still life training mm-hmm. your brain is so it's already like built for that right so yeah. it's really hard for me the third year and the fourth year at the college i start to think about oh what i'm going to do to figure out my own language my right. own voice yeah with using all this skill i have skill but how can i how how can i have the idea because my brain is in the cage how can I break through this cage uh, to be to be free and to so that was very hard for for two years at the end of the graduation I make something very uh, the most uh, it, it's a kind of a mixture of do you know Bonnet Pierre Bonnet Bernard yeah yeah definitely. yeah yeah and then uh, some a bit of that and then a bit of uh, impressionism yeah <laughs> So it's like a, a very colorful and uh, tropical. But still light. representational, Not right? You're still sort of painting images. Yeah, yeah, yeah image. So yeah, you were tweaking the color and the the way that the brushstrokes are happening, basically. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they take me... And then after graduation, the graduation show uh, in Beijing, in a Kafa museum, there's a lot of people came to see the show. So mm-hmm. I got picked up by one gallery in in Beijing, and they they promised me a solo show. Two thousand twelve, I had yeah, yeah. my solo, uh, the first solo show, and but after the first solo show, I got really confused. Just done. Uh, so hard. What? I think the first decade is so hard. Huh? You mean confused in in the sense of like, what should I paint, or what am I? What's yes. my voice as an artist? Yes, I'm not so sure about my style and not so sure about the 
subject matter that I was working on, and、right. I also got lost in this、uh, art world. Yeah. Because、uh, it's so, I don't know. It just feels so scary. Yeah. So it is the. I apologize. I don't know that much about the sort of art scene in Beijing or like what the gallery system is like. But I would imagine again, my bias is that because I I've had I've taught a lot of students who come from China and from schools in China, yeah. and, and yeah. they talk about how it's very academic. It's there's not as much. Sort of looseness, and you know, just paint whatever you want. It's more of like, you know, the academic side of it. So, the, is the gallery system kind of like championing that, or are they open to anything? How does it work? The the academic、uh, system is, of, of course, it's there. So they go they go to another direction, which is、uh, related to the government、uh, event. Oh, okay. So、yeah. the government and the the museum of the government will host, will have a show of all this. Uh, show kind of show, but、yeah. the gallery system is、uh, another things. It's more it's contemporary and it allows a lots of possibility. Right. And so we have a district in Beijing called Seven Nine Eight. It's very similar to、uh, Chelsea. Right. It's an industrial area、uh, convert to into a, a gallery and a studio、mm-hmm. area. So, it it's it it got a really good vibe, but for me, uh, I was not I I think I was not ready for the art world. Yeah, my my work is not good enough when I look back. But was it? Because, do you think it wasn't good enough, or it wasn't just your true voice yet? Because you haven't. Because you were making so much of that work in school, which is different than being out and making your own work for like a couple years, right? Because you、yeah. got the show right out of school. Yeah, and <laughs> I think I just not confidence. I not confidence、yeah. when I had a, that show. Well, you、it's、were still very, number thirty three. You got to get in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> I still have space to. <laughs> got to be top ten. <laughs> to、right? work、Before、on. Before you feel really good, like yeah. I'm number eight.、Yeah. I'm gonna go out. No, no. I I I I didn't、uh, ready for that, and I didn't、um, confidence about my work. Yeah, and that takes time, not, right? It just yeah, it takes a long time. I feel like after、time. school, it's like you need、uh, just time to like. It's almost like you have to recover from that process because it's so intense.、Yeah. It's so different. So intense. Than working on your own in your own studio for a year, where、yeah. it gets a little more quiet, and you just kind of, you're left to your own, like inner voice in a way. You know, in school, yes, it's like、yes. everyone's telling you this, that, this, that, and you kind of need to just, I don't know. It's like wash, wash everything out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, and then let another thing grow. That's you very, don't know what. That's a good way to but, put it. Yeah, <laughs> washing away know, that experience. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, especially in our system in China, in, in that very strict、um, academic system. Yeah, you want to create something out of that? It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. So I have I've, I I think the first decade was very struggle for me. Wow! So, so it was、I、a try- decade, out of school. Yeah, ten years. Ten years. Wow.、Uh, I graduate. Uh, twenty twenty two thousand ten. Hmm. So the first decade is was rough, and also I couldn't. 
I'm not so sure about selling work and making living from that. Yeah. The first show, uh, it will sell, uh, I think, okay, maybe 70%. Eventually, after maybe two or three years, all sold out. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I, again, I didn't confidence and I didn't feel good yeah. about, about all the things. So I took a break and I started to do illustration. Oh, wow. For, Wait, this is, how long is this after you graduated? Would you say so? Two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. I had so a couple my first years solo after. show. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Two, two years, because the gallery let me prepare for two years. Right. So two years, I had my first solo, and then here and there, I have some uh, group show, but mm-hmm. I'm not uh, really into the art world. Yeah. And then I kind of like, oh, I can't make a living from this, so I start to uh, do illustration for right. publisher and commercial project. For that was for a couple of years too, until 2019, I started to quick uh, illustration mm-hmm. and back full time back to my uh, oil painting. What, what made you, because I assume as you were doing that, you were making, making money, like you're getting jobs and, and you know, mm-hmm. so how mm-hmm. did you decide to, to go back, you know what I mean? Uh, I always keep working on my own art. Oh, okay. Uh, making illustration just make myself uh, say, let's say I have more income, so I don't have to put myself in a lot of pressure, under lots of pressure, say I have to make sell my work. Right. I have to sell my painting. Because in Beijing, you, own, you also have to pay the rent, pay yes. your own stuff. So it, it's, it, uh, illustration just allowed me to have more financial freedom yeah stability but but my dream never changed yeah you always wanted to paint but wasn't it hard like didn't you have to spend a lot of time getting those illustration jobs because sometimes Uh, it can be a full-time job just trying to get the gig you know what i mean because illustration isn't uh, or usually it's not like this job where it's full-time unless you worked for a company or something Mm, I like I'm I, I was pretty lucky because I think because uh growing up I always drawing mm-hmm. do I was drawing so I'm pretty good at uh, drawing so when I I I start to get a I I I think at the beginning was quite tough I spent a couple of months to uh put my work in uh to send my work to the um, publisher yeah but then I got the first uh book uh, uh contract. Maybe after after a little bit try, not much, not mm-hmm. ma- not too long. So then I start from there. So it and just gathered steam, like you got yeah, more and, and more jobs. Yeah, and more and more books. Yeah. And then and then I start to work uh, for a commercial project that that uh, bring me bought me more income. Right. And then I start to use iPad. I start to use uh, Fresco. Oh and, yeah, uh, digital painting. Uh, Photoshop, but I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just easier for me because sometimes the customer would like to change this and that, and so it's just easier. It's very quicker. Quick, yeah, that's mm. true. Uh, but uh, since I quick illustration, I haven't touched my iPad since until today. Because <laughs> today, <laughs> <it is laughs> 
I'm glad I brought it back into your life somehow. <laughs> so wait, so how was your work changing all the time? Because you said you were working that entire time. I mean, what did your work look like, say, in 2013? And then how was it changing between then and 2020? Or did it change much? So um, I think at the beginning, I thought, oh, I can't just keep doing these colorful things, uh, this uh, still life, mm-hmm. realism things. Uh, I want to get rid of them. And one time in Beijing, I saw this show. I was shocking. It's in uh, Pace, Beijing. Pace, oh, yeah, Beijing. Yeah. I, I didn't know about... Uh, I, I, I knew a lot of um, Europe art, but uh, after more than... Uh, after Impressionism, I right. didn't really into it or know, know, knew it. So I went to this show in, uh, in Pace, Gallery, Beijing, and then I was shocked because it, it's a uh, it's a Mas Roscoe's painting. And oh, I, I, yeah. ha- I never seen his painting before, and it's um white and yellow painting, and all this color blurred together. It just have a really strong physical body, and I was just like, <gasps> I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I couldn't get. Uh, I couldn't move from that painting, and I kept looking at it, looking at it, looking at it, because um I I. I always love to color is my thing. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of color and haven't I never seen before. Yeah. Just two or three color can have such a, such a big impact. So I start to think about why I using twenty color or uh, fifty color on my painting and put all these things together to make such a uh, colorful but chaos. Right. Uh, painting, I I I start to think about I should make it simple. Because uh, painting need to be strong yeah. for me. Because after seeing a lot of work, I think painting can speak to the viewer without too much things. Yeah. Too many things. Um, so then I start to think about I want to minimal my painting. I and then take take long time because. When you do realism painting, when you do still life, you see lots of things. You you can help to get all this detail, more and more detail, more and more detail to make this figure looks exactly the same right. uh, as the real figure. So it's um take me a long time, a couple of years. I, I think until 2000, uh, from 2013 to 2018, it's a chaos period that I try everything. Yeah. Sometimes I will back to the old style. Sometimes I will uh, paint uh, a, 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 sim- uh, a painting with, with, with less stuff. And then this and try a lot of things. Yeah. Crazy. So and I, mm. It sounds like that was almost like your art school in a way. Yeah. Like yeah. Because a lot of people, when they go to art school, that's the time where they just try different things. And they, you know... Yeah. They just push things because you're in a way you're kind of safe because you're in school and that's a safe environment to do that. It's not like you're out, you know, trying to yeah. get shows and all that. So, so some mm. people find art school the real place for experimentation. But it sounds like you had to get through art school first, then you had to do it on your own in a way. Yeah, I think uh, the real study will be after undergraduate. Yeah, and I went to I went to Europe right after my graduation. Uh, I bought a 
uh, trend, got like a valid for one month.、Mm-hmm. So I went from、uh, German, Netherlands,、uh, France. I travel all all around、yeah. just to see the the museum, to see all these master painting that I had admired since I was a teenage. Right. And and that just、uh, it's so emotional when I. <laughs> When you see for like ten, when it, when it, when you look at that painting for ten years and you see it in in real, like a that's amazing, Vermeer, right? Vermeer's yeah, painting yeah. in real. Yeah. I、uh, I can spend one hour and then just wander around. Right. In that room. Yeah. So, oh, did you go to Musée d'Orsay? It's like a greatest hits. You know, like there's、yes. so many great pieces in there. It's emotional,、yes. like you're like you're saying when you go that long in a book seeing something and then you see it in person. Or yes, even the Mona、yes. Lisa or something like that, you know. It's, yes, it's amazing. Yes, you mentioned Ose, right? Yeah, Musée d'Orsay. Yes,、yeah. yes, I remember that museum、uh, has a really big impact、uh, to me because just one room. I、uh, don't remember.、Uh, I think it's the left, and you enter. There's a、uh, Monet painting, painting、mm-hmm. lot bunch of turkey. Yeah. Beautiful color, and then on the opposite is a Cezanne's painting. Yeah, paint about I think maybe like a figure, his dad or something. His、uh, it's a very like heavy color and、right. strong black. Yeah, and because before I see the real painting, I always very fond of Monet, the colorful and very delighted、uh, atmosphere. Yeah, and really happy and、uh, lots of lights,、uh, and I never、uh, got. What's the point of Cezanne? Why everybody say <laughs> he is the、uh, father of the modern art? Why? Yeah, I I don't I didn't get that right, until right. I I saw that two painting in one room, and I feel like、oh, I I kind of get it. Yeah, because uh, it's colorful painting or pretty color doesn't necessarily means it's good or、right. spiritually it's. Good,、yeah. it's good. Good yeah, to yeah. see, but you spend longer time.、Uh, what else, right? Yeah. But while Cezanne's painting, you spend long time, long time. You study. You, you.、Uh, I didn't get that, but get that yet. Get why? But I feel it. Yeah. I feel the the strong the the impact the the physical body of that painting. Right. So yeah, a the, lot of this kind of experience, very. It's. The, I feel like that's the beauty of art too. Is that. When you come back to something with different knowledge or experience, it can be that same painting can be totally、mm-hmm. different. You know what I mean? And、yeah. hit you in、yeah. a different way. Like before,、yeah. if I went, you know, I went to a museum when I was a kid. I'm sure I saw some Cezanne paintings. I didn't know anything about Cubism or that he was breaking up the picture plane before anyone else had come、yes. to、yes. done that.、Yes. So then, when you go back to it after knowing that, and you see these paintings. It's it's、yeah. so great. Like Monet was someone for me that always felt like was a little, I don't know. It was a little like just nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, very like, French, like bourgeois. A, and you would see Monet paintings on posters in like college dorms or something. You know,、yeah. it just seemed like、yeah. nice art or whatever.、Nice. This past summer, I went to Naoshima, that you know, the island、mm-hmm. of Japan, the art island, and there was this one room of like. Uh, it was three Monets that were just、yeah. amazing, and it was also because the room was all white and it was beautiful, and it was、yeah. the experience of it, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, "Wow, Monet, pretty good." 
<laughs> normally I'm like, yeah, whatever, Monet. But uh, it's it, you know like changing the environment or like or just the your mindset or, or your knowledge yes. and then going back can make a huge difference. But you must have been rocked by that trip because you were probably seeing so oh, much stuff that yeah, oh my you God. had yeah. only you know seen in books and stuff. Yeah, I think that was an amazing trip, and but. That also created lots of chaos in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now what? Because it's, you know what? Uh, but it's like really good because all this challenging, it's eventually it's all, 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 always good for you. Yeah. All these uh, hard things, uh, hardness. Yeah. Uh, do you know Barnes? Yeah, Philly? the Barnes collection, I, of course. I, I, was yeah, li- it's I, I was living in Philly. I was living I mean, in Philly I teach at Penn State and I'm from Pittsburgh, so ah. I'd gone to Philly a lot from when I was a kid. So, yeah. Yeah, the Barnes yeah. is amazing. I went to Barnes again and again because it's so close to us. And and then I, because I want to figure out why Satan is the God, is the oh, father right. of yeah, modern yeah. art. <laughs> and I slowly picked up, oh, yeah, one painting. You can look at this side, you can look at that side, and then the color, the combination is so creative. Yeah. It's not from the reality. So it's really opened a lot of doors for me. And also in Barnes, I really like the uh, Van, the collection, the, the Van Gogh. Yeah. In that collection. Yeah. Do you remember there's a, um, a postman? Right. Yeah. Portrait. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I was crying from that picture because the way he, he used the color is so creative. Yeah. And the emotional, the eyes, he, how the way how he paint the, uh, his eyes. Oh. Yeah, those complementary colors in there, the way he puts those brush strokes next to each other. It's like, my, oh. even before, like, because uh, there was this great show, I talk about it sometimes, there was this great show at the Carnegie Museum in Pittsburgh where I'm from and it was Van Gogh yeah. and Japanese prints and this sort of like the dialogue yeah. between the two and yeah. I remember those Van Gogh paintings of just being like mm. this this is insane like the way he's insane. using color and the brush strokes mm. I, I couldn't figure it out I was too young to figure it out but I knew that it was pretty amazing you know what I mean and yeah yeah it's what's one that he's one of those people that can kind of blow your mind definitely definitely and also, uh, in in that museum, I figured out. Uh, do you know? Um, there's a lot of painting of uh, Renoir. Yes. And uh, learning impressionism, Renoir is a very important uh, artist. But then, because of too many <laughs> work right. of Renoir in yeah, Barnes, yeah. and including bad and good, so now I kind of like tired of Renoir. <laughs> but Cezanne yeah. and Van Gogh still my favorite. Yeah. It's funny because Renoir had that, there's been recently a lot of people have been like, Renoir is like completely overrated. You know what I mean? Like people who just right? hate Renoir. Right? It's really oh, funny. There's, really? Yeah. Oh, there's the anti-Renoir movement. <laughs> 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 there's several paintings, really good, but a lot of them, I think they shouldn't put them in the, put them all together. Right. Like yeah. good and bad. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But so how did you, so from all that experience... Did you start to change, you know, your work? And how did it get to where it is today? It's funny, like, I think I start to change my work since I moved to here. Yeah. Uh, U.S., the East Coast, and we've been sailing up and down East Coast many times and seeing uh, all this, like, amazing nature, uh, especially out here. 
uh, in the world, uh, uh, surrounded by water, it's like lots of lots of empty space yeah. and lots of green colors, especially during uh, sunset time. Yeah, you see lots of green color, different uh, cloud. For you, you can. I I just realized you can pretty much get every color from the sky. Yes. Well, it's prismatic, yeah, because the the prism of light, we see those colors because of the way our eye breaks down that prism of color, you know what I mean? It's very specific to our, like, physiology of our eye and the atmosphere it's it's pretty amazing i mean yeah it's it can be rothkoian you know there's a little bit of rothko sometimes in those skies oh very rothko yeah very rothko in a, a happy and pretty way instead yeah. of uh yeah depressing yeah, yeah depressing yeah. or like agnes so, martin i thought of agnes martin oh, looking at your work because of the palette sometimes I, my god very sort of poetic quiet beautiful palette yeah, yeah. So I, I, I encounter, uh, come, I came across uh, Agnes Party when I visit Dia Beacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great place. And I was like, oh, again, it, another artist that I didn't know, but I just couldn't move my, <laughs> move my. Oh, uh, you got stuck. <laughs> I got stuck, and yeah. then I start to uh, uh, do some research about her, and and so, yeah, I definitely uh, learned something from her. Like simple things yeah. can have a such impact and then because also the environment surrounding me is, is very uh, kind of simple uh, right. but it has a lot of information in a very simple color palette then I start to do uh, something like that uh, uh, my 2019 I start to paint a lot of uh, east coast sunset yeah. uh, view Right, but it's not not a realism. It's a, a, a half abstract, half realism. Because I still couldn't get rid of my realism. Right, right. Cage. Well, you're using <laughs> the colors and the the spectrum yeah, yeah. and the gradients yeah. that you're seeing, but you're not like exactly painting it. Right, you're just sort of like no, getting the vibe no. of of what yeah, you're seeing. I, I yeah, I hate it. I hate uh, realism uh, uh, around that period because I. I want to get rid of it so much. Yeah. But uh, thinking back, if I don't have that many years of training, I might, I probably couldn't get the color right. <laughs> That's true. So it's good. Well, it's, it's all good observation and, in a way. Yes. Even if you're, re- I mean, some people, I, I like to say that to maybe sometimes students have a hard time grasping abstraction. And I mm. just say, you're looking so hard at something that you're not worried about the border of it or that you're representing it. You're just looking mm-hmm. so hard that you're taking out elements of what you're looking at without it being a picture of something. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. classic cases, someone would be like, well, I can't make an abstract painting. I, just, I can only do this real thing. And I was like, okay, well, let me see a picture of it. If you zoom in enough, it'll yeah. become abstract. <laughs> but yeah. it's very yeah. real in a way, you know? So... I feel like, uh, you know, abstraction yeah. is just like looking harder than the edge of things, you know, to where you're looking at inside Interesting. Of I like the way you uh, explain this. Very interesting. <laughs> well, I feel like your work, I mean, I don't know. Like, I know the story that, you know, you're working on a boat and you're on a boat a lot of times. And this clearly the, the images look like, 
you know, because when you're near the sea or you're on the coast, there's a certain palette, there's a certain color, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and it looks like that. But, um, you know, it's it's really interesting, I guess, how that sort of correlates to you breaking away from uh, representation and just being in the environment, which is something yeah. that as a kid, it sounds like you were doing unconsciously, just like noticing these colors in the environment, like you know, the fields and like the trees and all that stuff and, and sort of creating yeah. work out of that experience. Yeah, like I, I, I start to feel uh, really enjoying because the last decade I didn't enjoy. I was so struggle and uh, tried to find my own voice. But now I start to enjoy because I, after 2019, 2020, I had the, my first show in New York. After the first two shows in New York, I start to figure out, oh, actually, I'm pretty, I can find a balance between uh, realism and abstract and right. my own voice. So now I can use the skill that I have been training to as a tool to uh, to express my uh, point of view of right. nature. Yeah. So it's very now I'm in a comfortable zone. Yeah. Again. And it is is it also too I think there is uh, a lot of times when you think like Agnes Martin or or minimalist painters there's yes. this idea of a kind of meditation or an emptying out of the noise of yes. visual representation and then there's a parallel of sort of like the meditation of day to day or being kind of like emptying out all the you know all that in extra information because we're so inundated with information both visually mm. and mm. literally you know with the world and the internet and all mm. that stuff mm. is that something you think about when you're making these very sort of like peaceful quiet paintings that you know are seem like they're less about noise and more about um i don't know like a resonance you know like quiet. yeah i know what you mean um very interesting you 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 brought this out because i've been practicing uh, yoga for many years mm -hmm. since 2019 and then i i feel like uh, it's very my the, the environment i live in in and the meditation is like all matched together yeah so when i when i painting i don't like before i will sketch and i will think about the composition think about too much stuff think about the knowledge but now i just let it let whatever uh, coming to my mind, I let it out. Yeah. Uh, flow, uh, flow through my uh, hand. Yeah. To to the surface that I'm working on, so it's very it's a very relaxed feeling actually. Right. And yeah. because I just paint what I'm living, my experience, environments around me, and things that in my mind. Yeah. Especially last year, I don't know if you can um, see. Uh, last since last year, uh, my composition and the the painting changed a little bit. Yes. Like before, it's a lot of cloud. Mm -hmm. It's a uh, lot of uh, water, uh, nature. It's a little uh, lot more related to the uh, realism uh, side. Right. But since last year, I start to paint a lot of symmetric, like totem kind yeah. of uh, composition it, it was because uh, I had a I gave birth and then I saw my body kind of 
popped up oh, <laughs> all yeah. the, during the pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, also I decided not to use epidural. I want to experience the nature way to to give birth. Oh so my I, God, I was brave. in a huge pain. <laughs> yeah. Huge pain. I nearly died. Oh. And and after that, after that, I think I feel like I opened my third eye. Yeah. <laughs> so I can. Now I just like um, pain. I think now um, lots of I have a like deep connection with my internal physical self. Mm-hmm. So I just can't can get rid of uh, that experience. So whatever uh, I pick up, whenever I pick up my pen or my uh, pencil, I just want to draw my body. Yeah. Uh, abstract wise. Right. Like a wrong or a, 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 a door or a pelvic, something like that. Right. Or a breast. Yeah. That but sort of shape, I'm using right? nature. Yeah. yeah. But I, because I live in this nature, so all these color are deeply embedded in my memory. Right. So when I, when I draw the shape, I will use the shape that come across in my, uh, in my mind, but I will uh, use the color palette that come from the nature. Right. So you're merging memory. like both of those things. Yes, it's amazing experience. Yeah. Is it hard to paint on a boat? <laughs> no, you can see now it's very steady. Yeah, well, I hope like so. A, I mean, that would be... You must get... If it gets choppy, it must be hard, right? Uh, usually, uh, 90%, 95% of the time, we're not sailing. So we will be in a, a harbor. Oh, so okay. harbor, you know, usually yeah, yeah. very calm. So right. uh, usually not moving. Sometimes the boat doesn't move at all. Uh, or during setting, no, no painting, no drawing. Right. Yeah, mm. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. I was in a boat um, in the Caribbean this last summer, and which um, country? Uh, off the coast of the Dominican. Oh, we were there. Yeah, and, but it was so choppy. And we, I was out there for like an hour and a half. And I mean, I, I don't think of myself as getting seasick much. Like I've always been fine. But this was like, oh, wow. it was so hard. Yeah. I mean, we were just going up and down for like an hour. And I, the, just the idea of that, of like trying to think or work in an environment where you're moving around like that seems so difficult. But it, obviously you're not. In the harbor, in not. Yeah. yeah. But I know what you mean because I, I was uh, seasick all the time before, before yeah. giving birth. And after uh, having a baby, I told myself, you can't get seasick. While, while my husband sailing, I need to take care of the baby. There's yeah. no seasick, no such a thing. And then magically, I no have more? no seasick now. That's crazy. No more. It's amazing so it's a mental what thing. Uh, having the responsibility of having a child does to your... where. I feel like sometimes you just, you'll be sick or you could feel that you have a cold or a flu or something, but it just, you hang on because you got to take care of your kid. And then once you get a break, maybe someone else comes and helps out or something like that, then you get sick. Your body's like, okay, (laughs) now I can melt down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, Yeah, we hold hold on for the kids, you know, to get through. Yeah. I feel, yeah, yeah. I feel like this year is so hard for me. Everything is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. It's hard and happy. And also I feel I don't scare things as yeah. I as I, I did before. So in a way, it's really good. Yeah, it makes you stronger in a way. Yeah. 
Yeah. It also yeah. makes you weak in the sense that you get tired a lot because it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> so well, here's, I usually also ask people, you know, like, what do you listen to when you're making work? Like, what do you listen to in the studio? Do you like podcasts or music? Or I you like work podcasts. In silence? But I would imagine being out, like, if you're on the water, it must be so... Well, maybe it's not, but there's... I would imagine it's kind of quiet, you know, and there's some nice sort of sonic elements to being by the water, but I don't know. It sounds like you listen to podcasts then. <laughs> I listen to podcasts a lot, and I'm, I'm from music-wise, I'm very, like, a passive listener because uh-huh. my... When I was at home, my grandpa played music every day. And yeah. then now my uh, partner, my husband, he played music too. Okay. Uh, not uh, like a playing, uh, not playing instrument, but playing. Yeah, uh, just playing it in the, or in yeah, the boat. Because yeah. <laughs> he was working in a record studio uh, the first couple of years oh, when he okay. came to New York. So he's like a big music people. Yeah. So because of that, then I get tired to uh, get really lazy to research myself right right yeah no, it's, <laughs> but, i get that yeah. with spotify sometimes where i'm just like oh I'll turn on the the radio station of the artist i like and then you just let them yeah. decide you know yeah yeah and uh for the nature wise like if i don't listen to podcasts or music it will be the water splash the boat right or the rope yeah. Rob the, the, the boat and make squeaky or boat passing. Yeah. Are the boat passing us? Or birth. Lots of birth. Right. Lots of osprey in this area. Oh, we we yeah. we we are in Shelter Island now. Long mm-hmm. Island, Shelter Island. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very nice. So to do you hear. is most mm-hmm. of your travel just where you're traveling with a boat or do you also still, you know, take trip trips like where you're just flying places uh this month i will fly to la but yeah here and there we do flight or uh, we do fly to here and there but uh, uh we have to keep the boat moving because you know the boat need to migrate uh to the south in the winter right. and back to the north for the summer because yeah. in the winter if you put a boat here unless you hold out otherwise uh, it will f- uh, frozen yeah please yeah. and the pipe all these things were broken and uh, and so we we usually sell to miami or bahama in the yeah. winter for the winter well that's nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah this year we plan to sell bahama bahama right sell to bahama mm. oh that's so nice it's it's like a uh, vacation home except it's the home you just move it to where when you yeah, that's when, the idea you know when it gets cold you move to the warm weather you follow the yeah, nice, that's the, idea. the nice weather. When we sailing to the south, when we sail to the south, uh-huh. I often see you know the geese. Yes. From Migrating. Canada, yeah, they yeah. migrate to the south, yeah. and then we migrate with them. Yep, you're like we're coming. Like too. a snowbird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we 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 have to do that uh, twice a year. Uh, spring, bring the boat from south to north. Uh, autumn, we bring the boat from no- north to south. Yeah. So that's a uh, a lot of lot of uh, sailing, and then we will stop at like a, a sailing town right on the way. So lots of nice town. All so the you way. like you just dock and then you explore inland, right? Yeah, but with this boat we don't dock. We usually anchor. Oh right, just drop anchor. So it's free. Drop the anchor free. Right. We drop the anchor, launch the thing, and then go to the go to the town. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly say that. 
I mean, well, a I think the work is beautiful. Like I'm, I, I was just really captivated by the work. And then it's like I've never heard of a story. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there, I guess, but I've just never heard of anyone who just makes art on a boat and just lives on a boat and moves around on a boat. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> You mean you know? I I was thinking to have a studio in New York because before we moved to Philly, we're living、uh, Best Buy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all these amazing artists—they all have a studio in New York City, and they can have a social life, and they'll be in the community, have a circle of art friends. But I don't have all this, and I was like, struggle about、uh, this when, when I first live on the boat. Right. But then I yeah, it took a take a while to adapt myself to in this. Uh, life, but now I'm very happy because in a way it kind of、uh, allowed me to have some solitude time. Yeah, and no distraction. Definitely. And also, um, uh, the big concern I I had was I couldn't make big work work. Right. So now I just like easy go easy with that. Okay, make whatever I can make. Yeah. Thirty inch, forty four inch, fifty inch, fine. Right, it's like a、yeah. that's your cap, and then you know what sort of scale、yeah. you can work in. Well,、yeah. um, when you is the plan? What's the plan for whenever your kid gets old enough for school? Are you just gonna boat school them? Oh,、uh, at the moment we just think we're going to boat schooling. <laughs> yeah, we we when we uh in Bahama two years ago before Nola Bone,、mm-hmm. um, there's a A town called Georgetown. Right. Have you heard about? Yeah, it's yeah. in Izuma,、mm-hmm. and it was a it's a very big sailing town, and there was were like three hundred boats, all cruiser. So fifty kids there all hang out at the beach, different ages, uh, different age, and they just having f- different things activity every day. Cause they, every morning there's a cruiser net, so adults start to talk about things like. The weather today, and、uh, anything to share, anything to give away,、uh, anything you need, any help.、Yeah. So the cruiser talk to each other,、uh, f- and then after the adult cruiser net, it's a kids net.、Mm-hmm. So kids start to talk to each other. Say today we're going to this beach to have this lesson, and tomorrow, and then what time we're going to another beach to do sports. So it was.、Uh, It was pretty cool, and that gave me a little bit of confidence. Yeah. About raising a kid on boat. Right, you're not the only one out there. There's other kids who are learning that way too, and you know. Yeah. yeah. No, no. When you when you cruise, you met lots of other cruiser. Right. And you share the common language, so which is nice. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And, so、uh, I'm thinking.、Mm. Oh, I was just gonna say you. I doubt though you bumped into any. Cruiser artists who speak Chinese and <laughs> like、funny、gallery enough, shows and <laughs> funny enough, I never bump into another artist in this、uh, community, and I never, I barely bump into Chinese sailor. Yeah, I bump into Japanese、uh, sailor. Right, right. Uh, two Japanese girl. Hmm. Uh, one in Dominican Republican, one in Bahama. Yeah. Uh, but uh, whenever I met uh Asian. Mm-hmm. Girl, I was like just like rush into them and talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Where are you from? La 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 la. So、yeah. happy. <laughs> That's amazing.、Um, didn't Matthew Barney, or maybe he still does? Didn't he live on a boat? Who? Matthew Barney. 
he's Masipani. I don't know. He he's a boater. I know he he did live on a boat with Bjork ah, when they were married. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I need to uh, do some research, research. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't know some people right now listening are probably what are you talking? About? But I'm pretty sure that he lived on a boat. I don't. Wow. Not maybe not all the time or whatever, but I'm pretty sure he lived on a boat. You know what? I can. I you know what I kind of get start to get the. The point that why people live on the boat is so cool. Yeah, I mean, you, you have your own you, space. You know, it's kind of nice. You, yeah, when you get through all the difficulty. Yeah. When you think, uh, when you uh overcome all the difficulty, then the rest of it is just enjoy. Yeah. No, it's and the water's amazing. You know, I'm a little yeah. scared of the water deep down. Like, you know, being out on a boat, like in the middle of the ocean. The ocean's kind of. You know, scary. It's scary. It's strong. You know, it, it's very funny. When I was in uh, Wilmington, I I walk um uh one night I walk on the beach with my husband and we look at the ocean. It's so dark, and mm-hmm. then the 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 waves engulf like whoa 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 so crazy. And there's a boat out there, and we were like, gosh, we we were sailing like that offshore many many nights, and I didn't feel I didn't feel scared. When I out there, but then, from another point, then you see, oh, this tiny boat there. That's, that's so tiny, so scary. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's scary. Being on a tiny boat, we're fine. But yeah, yeah, I can imagine you get used to your, you feel stable in your yeah. situation. You know? Or you, when you are getting to the rhythm of the ocean, because the ocean, the wave has its own rhythm. Oh, then yeah, you kind of yeah. get used to that. You get used to that. And when you see uh, just water and sky for two days, you yeah. forget how big it they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but true. It definitely, mm, but definitely, uh, being in the nature and because sailing, it's especially sailing, you need to listen to the weather. Right. When weather allow you go. When other when weather is not good, you just kind of stay here for for a week. Yeah. For weeks. So. That make me feel like oh, um, I lost a lot of ego. There's right. no ego. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like being a tiny person. Yeah, you in, listen to in the this, world, right? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, also uh, we all, always in our remote places, mm-hmm. and in remote places they're always like really uh, dark sky at night. Yeah, so you can see the Milky Way very well. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Do yeah. you know last month is the Past year meteor shower. Oh, I think I read about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. being in New York. It's so hard. Yeah, you can't you can't see because it it's it. too too much lights there. Yeah. And then I just lay down on the trampoline for maybe half hour. I saw fifteen shooting stars. That's amazing, right? <laughs> I know. I I remember driving across the country and like high after high school and being. Yeah. I think it was Utah somewhere out yeah, in the middle yeah. of nowhere and there's yeah. more stars than there is sky and you can see yeah. shooting stars like all the yeah. time they're very yeah. frequent yeah. it's pretty amazing oh, it's um it's a very magical uh, experience yes. doesn't it yes. and then i start after that night the next day i start to draw a shooting star in my sketch oh nice because <laughs> I, I just want to i was gonna ask do you do night skate because a lot of your work feels like day like early day or you know brightness but do you yeah, are, I, I wondered if you I, get affected by nighttime you know 
I start to do it. Oh, really? I start to do it. Uh, maybe after this podcast, I can send you a couple of uh, uh, recent work. Sounds good. Like the heaven, heaven's yeah, yeah. Uh, post. Um, yes, I start to uh, draw a uh, really dark color. Nice. Because a dark color and uh, light color, when they're together, they create a very strong image. Definitely. Which is very similar to my experience, like bird experience, that mm-hmm. intensity. Yeah. So now I start to use some bold color. Nice. That's great. <laughs> so it's all change. Yeah. It's all changing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the, the world is ver- like even just looking, it's it, there's so much variety. There's so much out there, you know? Yeah. 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 And all this information uh, from the nature, just the more you look at it, the, the more you can see, you can yeah. tell. Yeah. For it's sure. It's very nice. Yeah, the deeper yeah, maybe you that's look, why. you know, it's like the more you see, for sure. Maybe that's why I'm into sailing now. Yeah. Because before I only see, oh, this is difficult. Because when you live in the city, you get all this, ben, uh, like, convenient, convenient, convenient. Yeah, definitely. You go to the same store, you go to the same cafe, everything is so good, so easy. But living on the boat, you, you have to dingy to the shore, go to the grocery, and this town has this this town and that town they're different you have yeah. to figure out where to get what's where to get what thing right so, yeah that's a lot of work but you yes, probably get but used now, to it now, you know yeah now it's all good yeah yeah you and now adapt. we have a you know everyone yeah. adapts <laughs> yeah and now we got we just got the uh, starling so we we don't have to worry about the internet oh that's nice yeah so he he walk uh, he can walk where wherever because in because uh, in Bahama the Sun Island is so beautiful yeah. but you can't leave stay there because there's no signal but uh, now yeah. we can yeah you're off the grid yeah if you are if you are scared of water Bahama would be a good place because you can see the bottom of the water oh, and yeah. all the what all the all the uh, water they are very shallow right like five six seven feet deep yeah. That's nice. I mean, I'm not so much scared. Like, I'll go out into the water. I just, the idea of the deep ocean, like being out on a boat by myself or something is a little scary. You know, it's like, or or hurricanes or storms. I mean, storms can be scary. I still feel like at the end of the day, you know, nature is the most awe-inspiring and scary but beautiful. The duality of it is perfect. It's gorgeous, but it's also scary. Like, it can just eat you up, you know? Of course, of course, it's a big spectrum of yeah uh, yeah, but um but nowadays sailing is very uh, we're very careful, yeah, we'll look at the water and then all these uh, app for weather right. and for for the currents uh for the wind, it's all very uh, detailed nowadays and very accurate, seven days ahead. imagine being like a Spanish settler and st- sailing across the ocean with none of that i mean it must have been <gasps> brutal well i was just reading some book about uh uh, uh sailing things uh back then it was so oh, i think they just i think they they're mad yeah person. They crazy crazy yeah. or they didn't make it you know i'm sure a lot of boats just <laughs> didn't make it you know it's like this massive storms how do you survive that you know the the biggest wave i i i have uh, experience it will be uh, I think four meter 
Yeah. I don't know how how much in、uh, feet, but、uh, it was、uh, pretty pretty.、Eh? It was、uh, from Martinique to USBI. Oh yeah. Because there's a lot of island, and、uh, between the island, it's a、uh, big gust of wind. Yeah. Oh, it's scary. <laughs> Again,、imagine. it's it 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 feels like numb after、uh, one hour, two hour. You listen the 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 waves splash the bottom of the boat. Yeah, you cannot. Okay, <laughs> you get used to it. <laughs> yeah, you have to adapt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the worst. The worst. Yeah. Um. Well, it's very impressive. Um. How do so for all the people on land? How do they best find your work? Like I know you're on Instagram. I mean, is it you know? And like, where do you, is is that where you post most of like if you're gonna have a show? Like, you know, how yeah, do you keep people I, up to date? I I'm not very active on social media, and I had a、uh, I had a website before, but I was too lazy and then stopped doing that. <laughs> Uh, when I have a show, I will post、uh, one post on my Instagram. Right. And also, I work with a gallery in Brooklyn called Folk Gallery.、Mm-hmm. Folk Gallery. They have my page too.、Uh, and and then yeah, I will post if I have any show. I will post on Instagram. Yeah. And is the LA trip art related, or is that just for fun?、Uh, yeah, yeah.、Uh, I had a. I I'm, I'm, I have a, a four artist group show.、Mm-hmm. In LA,、nice. uh, it's an opening of this gallery called Unveil Gallery.、Uh-huh. So where、well, I'm going there to for, for the, the opening. Show. Nice.、Um, And you'll post about that on Instagram, so people yeah, if、I、they、will. follow will. you, they will know where they can see your work. Well, listen, it was great to talk to you. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you for inviting me.、Uh, it's such an honor. Sound and Vision is recorded, edited, and produced by myself, Brian Alfred. You can find out more about the podcast by going to soundvisionpodcast.com. You can find images by following the podcast on Instagram at soundvisionpodcast. You can find out more about my work, brianalfred.net, or on Instagram at alfredstudio. Many thanks to Shuling for taking the time to speak. Make sure you check out her work. Many thanks to Golden Paint, Fulcrum Coffee Roasters, the New York Studio School, and Soho Art Materials. Man, I'm working on this new show for Miles McHenry Gallery in the spring, and、uh, having these stretchers from Soho Materials is like amazing. They're really sturdy.、Um, you can tighten them post stretched. Which is really advantageous, and、uh, it's just really nice to paint on a good support. Kind of feel it, and、uh, it's making me really excited to make these paintings. So check out them. You know, I when I make my orders for stretchers, I just call them up and ask them for the dimensions, and tell them how many I need, and they turn them around, they deliver them. It's it's pretty great. So I highly recommend Soho Art Materials for your stretchers and art supply needs. If you can leave a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast, it really helps. And you can also support by telling a friend, sharing the word.、I've、got some really great episodes coming up with some really interesting artists that I'm very excited to talk to. So stay tuned.